Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Deep Dive Sports. This is going to be another episode in our player series with our unscripted episodes. And again, we are joined by Greg, David, Dom, and myself. So our topic in this episode is going to cover our our top five list of men's golfers of all time. In this episode, we're going to kind of change it up a little bit, and I'm going to have Greg go first and give his list of top five And then we are going to try to use our lists to maybe change his mind, switch some things around, or maybe he just thinks that his list is superior to the rest of us. And it may be superior to the rest of us, but we'll give her a shot. So Greg, I'm going to have you start off. I respect everybody's opinion. (laughs) I bet. All right. um, I'm going to start my number five. I'm going to go five up to one. Um, My number five is Rory McIlroy. It's a four-time major champion. He's only the green jacket of the Masters away from holding the career Grand Slam. You know, Northern Irish. He's just he's got a lot of potential, um, and I think that if he's one of those players that plays an extended career, you know, well into the, his ability to play in the, the senior PGA, I think that he's going to accomplish a lot, and I think he's got a lot of upward mobility in his listing you know his his just ability will 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 take him there he hasn't reached the heights that he reached in 2014 but i mean he's still on the tour and he's still playing uh consistently you know ranking in the top 10 on the the tour so uh i think he's good number four is um and this is gonna date me because you know i'm a little older um lee trevino he's kind of unorthodox he's a self-taught guy but he won 29 PGA Tour events and six majors. And four times he was able to deny Jack Nicholas a major championship. And no other players have been able to do that in, in that. And that alludes to my uh, list further on down the road. You know, he's Lee Torino is one of those one of those guys that was able to kind of dethrone the golden bear. My third one goes real far back. And, you know, they call him Lord Byron Nelson. In 1945, he played better than anyone else ever has. He won 11 tournaments in a row. Wow. uh, Including the PGA Championship. You know, more than one-fifth of his 52 career wins came courtesy of that 11-win streak. He won a staggering 18 events and was named the uh, AP Athlete of the Year uh, in 1945. He's just, he's a phenomenal individual um, and he's, you know, it's a gentleman's game and Lord Byron was one of those men that made this a gentleman's game, um, just with his dignity, his respect for the game. Um, so that's, that's why I put him so high on my list. Number two for me is Gary Player. He's one of five players that includes Jack Nicholas, Gene Sarzeran, Ben Hogan, and Tiger Woods to own a career Grand Slam. Um, one of four players, which includes Nicholas Woods and Falco, to have won the Masters and the British Open three times each. He recorded wins in the PGA and Senior Tour in five different decades. So he had, he won a major, whether it be PGA or Senior PGA, in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Gary Player is phenomenal. Um, and then my number one, I know I alluded to it earlier, and, you know, we're all um, Ohio boys and, uh, you know, the Golden Bear. 
um, himself, Jack Nicholas, is yeah. without a doubt to me the greatest golfer of all time. Uh, winner of 73 PGA Tour events, uh, 18 major championships, six masters, uh, finished in the top five in majors 56 times, in the top 10 73 times, posted the lowest scoring average on tour eight times. So eight tours, he scored the lowest scoring. Like that's nobody else. Show me any other golfer that's even come close to doing that. He won the money title eight times as well. So, and then he won two PGA tour events in 17 consecutive seasons. So at least two tour wins, 17 years, that's 62 to 78. Again, show me anybody else. And I know you're going to say that have come close to those streaks you, wins. Maybe yes, people have accomplished, accomplished that. But as far as streaks go and the ability to do that, it just doesn't come close to me. So those are my top five. I think that we could probably agree on a few of those, but before I give my top five, I'm going to let uh, David and Dom see if they could try to change your mind a little bit, even though you seem kind of firm. Let's uh, see what David's got. All right. Uh, the one I actually do agree with Greg on would be definitely Rory McIlroy. That was the only one that I really had a similarity on. However, I did kind of like keep more of a modern approach to it with the exclusion of Tiger Woods, who, don't get me wrong, is a great player. The other four that I included on my list, and in no particular order, included Phil Mickelson, who had 44 career wins. He won the Masters Tournament three times, as well as the PGA Championship in 05 and an Open Championship in 13. John Daly won the championship in 91, as well as with 18 wins in total. Then I also have Arnold Palmer on my list, who pretty much anyone really knows off the top of their head, mainly because of the team, not as of because of him being a golfer, but I knew him as the... <laughs> I knew him as the well, golfer. The, the tees named after him, like for yeah. a reason. So he's won 62 total PGA Tour wins, four national or four Masters tournaments, as well as a T uh, PGA Championship three times, U.S. Champion Open, and the Open Championship twice. And then the last one that I have also on my list would be Angel Cabrera with 52 wins, as well as a Masters in 09 and the T-19 PGA Championship, and that would be my list. Does that change your mind, Greg, or you see any good names? No, I mean, the, um, Angel Cabrera, uh, hit or miss every once in a while. It was good, spikes of goodness. Um, the one I agree with the least is John Daly. This is a gentleman's game, and when you go out drunk playing golf and take away from that aspect and don't give the game its respect, and that goes to any sport. I really say that they're, they're, you know, I don't have a lot, a lot of respect for people, you know, Wells with the Yankees or um, others, you know, people that go diminish the respect of the sport by going out wasted or stuff like that is a little thing. And then Phil, Phil was, was probably in my top seven. Um, the reason I didn't put him there was he's accomplished a lot, but he seems to be like when we were talking about, um, Harden earlier uh, in an episode before that when he needs to be clutch, it just doesn't seem to happen. Yeah, Um, He's had some clutch shots, but 
he's always been bested just a little bit by somebody else. And so that's where I, I didn't think. But uh, the other two were definitely uh, top contenders. Yeah, I mean, Phil, like, definitely deserves his respect. And I think he'll go down as probably one of, you know, maybe like the top 20 golfers of all time, as long as, you know, a lot of these other players don't continue to grow and get better over time. But like Greg said, he just kind of fell short and unfortunately kind of played in an era, you know what I mean, with Tiger while he was being dominant and everything as well, too. So that's kind of I don't want to say that hurts, but it, it does hurt a little bit. So, yeah, um, Dom. What do you got for Greg? So, in no particular order here, I got Byron Nelson, six all-time in PG Tour wins, Gary Player, nine major tournaments, only 25 PG Tour wins, but uh, I still think he's one of the more recognizable names you know, in the history of golf. Got to have Tiger in that list. Uh, I know the last couple years haven't been that great for him, but if you look at the mid 2000s run that he had, you know, he, he dominated the sport. Unlike any other athlete that has, you know, dominated their game that I could really think of, you know, other than Michael dominating the NBA, you know, for a while, he, people thought that he was going to be on pace to maybe catch um, Jack Nicholas. You know, uh, obviously the last couple of years, he's slowed down and he's not on track to, catch up to him but you know the, he, he was really considered to potentially kind of catch up to where Nicholas was or what he accomplished then next I have to agree with David with Arnold Palmer he's fifth all-time in PGA Tour wins kind of hard to leave him off any top five list when you're top five in PGA Tour wins and then number one obviously Jack Nicholas no one's won more than he has in the sport you got you got to have them number one. So, there's my list. Okay, what do you think, Greg? Um, again, Tiger. I know with other people in comments, and if you're gonna, you know, the when this gets posted on on the social media, that people are gonna, how could you ever leave Tiger off? And and again, it, I have a big thing with just being decent human being and being a decent individual and you can be the greatest in the world at something. Um, but when you have something that overtakes your life and, and uh, your abilities and takes away, takes away from your accomplishments and your fame due to your outside adversities, I guess is the best way. It just, it, it diminishes me as uh, to me, it diminishes their their legacy as a person. People say Jordan's the greatest of all time, but he's a degenerate gambler, um, you know. And Tiger Woods was uh, cheated on his wife with multiple women, and 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 so it's just a lot of to me. If you're going to choose that these lifestyles of of being famous and being actors, being sports athletes, being you know, you 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 have to hold yourself up to a higher standard. And I understand that we're all human and that we all have mistakes or skeletons in our closet um but that's where i go with not putting tiger on there um yeah, so yeah that's my opinion sorry <laughs> that's okay i mean listen like i said it like i've said multiple times we all kind of have our own opinions and stuff but i but if that's your opinion you're not gonna like my list <laughs> um so at the number five spot like kind of like 
I was warring back and forth with McElroy, but also with um, Walter, I think it's Hagen. And like, I, I like McElroy there as well, just kind of looking at a, a future standpoint to see like, I guess what he could accomplish over the next 10 years as well, adding to what he's already accomplished. You know what I mean? Other than going with, you know, Hagen, who's kind of already kind of proven that, that what he's done. So that, that for me was kind of, that's where I was at with that five spot at the four spot. I am going to go with Arnold Palmer. Um, you know, kind of the same reasons as everybody else has already said, does have the four masters. And I think that player of his caliber, you just can't really leave off a list like this at this point. Like I said, unless somebody else kind of comes up and, and takes that from him. And then at number three, I do have Gary player, you know, he, he has won a lot. I found a stat that said he had like 165 victories on six continent continents. So that's, that's a lot. That's pretty huge. And then at my number two spot, I do have Jack Nicholas. Wow. Number two. And I think that the person I have at number one, you can interchange out either way that you view it or either way that you think of it. Obviously you look at, you know, Jack's 18 majors, you look at his 73 PGA wins and he is the oldest player to win the masters. So you can't disagree with the fact that he is a proven winner and that I think you could drop him at any point and he would be dominant, but I do have tiger at number one. Obviously when you talk about winning and dominance wise, he is right up there with Nicholas, obviously with the injuries and everything, he's kind of derailed his, projection at catching up to him especially major wise and kind of like greg said i do understand the arguments of allowing outside distractions to affect your legacy but i think that he did so much for the game of golf in the time that he was dominant that i think that you can kind of overlook the few mistakes he made on the outside of it and not hurt that legacy just in my opinion because when you kind of look at how he bounced back from it, he it's not like it was something that was continued. It was something that happened. He grew from it and moved forward. Now, has he been as dominant since then? No. Um, And that's kind of another rough spot. But again, for me, I think he's done enough that, and he's done enough for the sport that I would put him at number one. I mean, I definitely like, you know, if, if, if we're going to remove character from it and, you know, character is a big thing for me. Um, uh, you know, I would have put, kicked Lee Trevino out. And the only reason I picked Trevino was because he actually bested what we basically all did agree was either the best or second best, which is Jack Nicholas. Lee Trevino beat him four times. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so that's where I, that's, that's how Trevino got slid in there with me. Um, Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the rest of them definitely are, are there. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of these names are, like, I think going forward in a lot of these player series, we're going to realize that we're not all going to agree on the same names, but they're all phenomenal players. And, and you know, I, I do agree with you, Greg, that golf is, it is a gentleman's game in the sense when you're talking about men's golf and everything. And But more so than just a gentleman's game, it's very much like, you talk about people who are polite who kind of do all the right things. You know, some of the people that you did leave off, I, I can understand that, that they kind of let you down in those regards. 
and that affects their legacy for you. And that, and that's huge. And I think other people view that way too. And, and I think when you look at, when you look at all time lists, a lot of times that's why Tiger is in that number two or number three spot because of, because of that distraction. But were we successful? Are you staying pat on your list? You moving people around? What's going on? Trevino was kind of that mix or match. Like I said, why I put him in there was the Nicholas factor. I liked how Byron, I heard Byron Nelson's name a couple times. I heard McElroy's name a couple times. I heard players name a couple times. So uh, I think for the most part, we were all around the same category, you know, the same levels. Um, uh, And then who did you say other than McElroy, the first one? Um, Walter Hagen. Hagen. Hagen played that gentleman's game the way it was a gentleman's game in his era and that Scottish sense, you know what I mean? And Mm. maybe that was a little bit more abrupt and a little bit more uh, brash type of uh, European golf back then, really before it was as as open as it is, you know. Um, So Hagen was definitely, uh, it was a good name to hear. Um, I like that one a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, I just struggled. Like when you talk about an all-time list, I mean, I'm kind of just thinking that, trying to think of people who are, you know what I mean? At the end of their career, pretty much, you know, who already are done. And, you know, I, like I said, I like McRoy. Like he's accomplished a lot already in his career. And it is, I think, you know, you could stick him at that six or five spot for what he's already accomplished. And then in hopes that he accomplishes more, I guess here's, here's one for you, Greg, and the rest of you, what would McRoy have to do to maybe even overtake you know, maybe go to that two spot and could he ever take overtake Jack on that number one spot? I know a lot of most of you guys had him at number one. So could he overtake that? Or, you know what I mean? What would he have to do to do that? I'm, no, I, 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 like I said on my list that he's got the most upward mobility as far as being on that list. But um, he at an early age, how Tiger was dominant, McElroy wasn't as dominant at that same age bracket and age, age, age frame. He stayed consistent, but never. Will he win, you know, Masters or two? Maybe. Will he win, you know, a P, the PGA Tour a couple times? Maybe over the course of the next, you know, 20 years or so. Um, it's plausible. I, I don't think he's going to ever get to that one or two spot the way Tiger and uh, Nicholas have kind of accomplished. It's going to be a long time before we see somebody like that come along um, that has those, not just a splash of brilliance, but a overflow of brilliance. And, and so my answer is no, I guess. Okay. What do you think, Dom? I'd agree. I mean, unless he goes on this incredible run where he just can't stop losing or can't stop winning. Can't stop um, losing. <laughs> yeah, can't stop losing now. Um, unless he goes on a run where – you know, it's, I guess, one of the greatest runs in PJ Tour history and just keeps winning, you know, Masters and, and tournaments and stuff like that. I, I just don't see it. You know, the the wins aren't there yet, at least. I mean, he's, he's only 31, so he still has time. Mm-hmm. But unless he kind of turns things around pretty quickly, then I don't think he's ever going to be considered number one or number two. Okay. Do you agree with them, David, or do you think there yeah, is something that he I pretty build? much agree with both the guys. It's like 
he's one of the few Northern Irish players that I think anyone, even like the the nonchalant golf fans, and what I mean by that, the the fans that like pay attention to the sport, like maybe three times a year, two or three times a year. He's like the one player that they know from Northern Ireland. And like Dom said, unless he goes on this drastic run, he's never going to get to Jack Nicholas. And when I kind of created my list, I kind of created it off of the expectation outside of like Arnold out of the expectation that any PGA or golf fan would have had those guys on their list regardless. So Mm -hmm. that's why I left them off the top five. And, but yeah, it's like, unless we have that one like superstar golf player, I it's getting like what Greg said, it's going to be a while before we get someone Jack Nicholas level. I just threw that out there because it seemed like, you know, you know, McElroy was thrown out there as that fifth spot on a lot of people's list, or at least, you know, in mention. So it's definitely interesting, like I said, for what he's been able to accomplish. And he has kind of, you know, evened out over the past, you know, four or five years. And, and like Dom said, I think it would take a crazy run over the next six years for us to be like, all right, this is the dude. So um, you can go ahead. To me, like the, golf is one, that one sport that it seems like it should be easier for players to be better and win more because the technology of the, you know, you got to think of somebody like Lord Byron playing with a wooden thicket, basically, um, you know, and hitting the <laughs> balls, you know, the, yeah. and accomplishing what they could accomplish. And then the clubs have just gotten better. The balls have just gotten better. The grips of thing. You look at football, it's still a guy throwing a pigskin in basketball. It's still a guy with, you know, a, a rubber basketball. Baseball is still the bat and the baseball baseball the baseball it's changed a little bit so i'll give that a little bit of credit um but the the technology and the advancements in golf has far done more gotten better than than a lot of other contemporary sports but yet we're still not seeing these players accomplish what their early brethren have been able to do so well, and here's here's the argument that I'll make on, on the other side of that, too. And I think a lot of people hold this against, you know, greats of the past and greats of today for all sports, you know, is that it's a different time. You know, the technology is better. The equipment's better, all these kinds of things. But I think what a lot of people don't give enough credit to this era is I think when you talk about athletes in general over the past 20 years, I think that they are stronger, they are faster, they're bigger, um, and they're more capable than, than, than what we've seen over time. And that is due to the technology that is due to advancements within science. And, and I think that that has raised the level of competition throughout sports from what we've seen it in the past. And that's kind of also where I give credit to, you know, people nowadays for being successful, because I think it's almost harder to win at a high level than what it used to be because the comp there's so much more competition and there's so much better competition than what there used to be because there's so much more access to, you know, these sports, there's so much more access to the training. There's so much more access to, like I said, technology and better equipment 
for these people to get better at their sports, whether that's the mental aspect or the physical aspect of it. And yeah, I mean, you could use that against them, but I also think it's, it's in their favor of why you could say that some of these people in sports today, if they are even able to do three fourths of what people were able to do in the past, or you could talk about them on the same level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus I would also argue it's like many of the games like basketball, baseball, and even football, they've also really changed too. the golf is one of those sports that outside of the technology and player ability, it, the basics and the fundamentals haven't really changed. If golf is basically golf since it pretty much was created too. Yeah. But I mean, like, honestly though, I almost disagree with that statement because like the fundamentals of it is you have, you know, a stick and a ball and a, and a play course. And over time, play courses have changed. They've gotten better like Greg said, you know, the equipment's gotten a lot better. The balls are a lot different. So I think that that plays a big factor within golf. I, I do agree that golf is one of those sports that if you want to hold it against them equipment wise and stuff like that, then maybe you might have a little bit better of an argument with that and everything too. But just for me, like I said, the, I think there's more, it's more people have a better availability to be good at these sports now than what they did in the past um other than that do you any of you guys have any final thoughts on this episode or no uh, i think that it was a great episode regardless yeah i agree yeah for sure i mean (laughs) it always amazes me sometimes i think some of these episodes aren't going to be very long but then we just get to talking and having fun and and it's it's pretty amazing so again Thank you guys for joining and to everyone who is listening, be on the lookout for more of these kinds of episodes. We're really excited to put these together and kind of give our opinions on these sort of things, different change of pace from our normal episodes. So thanks again to, you know, Dom and David for joining and Greg for joining in and helping us on these kinds of episodes. It's a great help on having a different, you know, viewpoint especially on someone who is a little bit more knowledgeable about about golf as well so thank you again thank you again to our listeners and as always we are deep dive sports until next time hey everyone thank you for listening if you would like to hear more feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every friday and don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on twitter instagram and facebook for any update and please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next as always we are deep dive sports until next time